Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Ruckus is good if you're talking about Mikey Ruckus, who I interviewed in Orlando after the first AEW concert, after producing banger after banger. But you know what's not good? And what kind of ruckus isn't good? Ruckus on your, your private information, your files, all that stuff. NordVPN.com slash Fightful has that taken care of with their threat protection. Use that code Fightful and you get a great deal plus an additional month free with nordvpn.com slash fightful not only that you can change your virtual location with just one click in addition to blocking online trackers annoying pop-up ads malware all that stuff nordvpn.com slash fightful has you covered and you can subscribe to services in other places of, of the world the world much cheaper than wherever you are geographically, so it ends up paying for itself. NordVPN.com slash Fightful, and how about this? Risk-free, 30-day money-back guarantee. How can you beat that? Uh, you can't, there's the answer. Scoop, breaking news, NordVPN.com slash Fightful. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, Fightful here with the name in wrestling music. We got Mikey Ruckus of AEW here. How you doing, man? What's up, man? How are you? Man, this is uh, this is pretty wild. So as we're filming this, it's uh, right before AEW Revolution. I went to your concert last night, and to see the range in person is something to behold. That was incredible, man. Thank you, man. It it's uh, it was a long time coming, and um, you know it was just really fun to be able to give almost like a, a third dimension to the music that everybody's been hearing over the last few years. And uh, you know it was an exciting time. Uh, the, the fans had a good time. The talent had a good time. And uh, just enjoyed it, man. Hope we get to do it again. So as I mentioned, like that, that range that you possess, at what point did you realize that you had that? Because I think that a lot of people that hear a lot of the AEW themes just assume, oh, well, he produces it. He does some stuff. They don't realize the, the range of the lyrics in which are from you personally. Yeah, uh, I my first time actually being on stage in a band setting was back like in 2009. Uh, the local radio station was doing kind of like a um, an American Idol type local band. They were doing a build a band, 
And uh, my the the song that I sung and won to was uh, Skid Row's "Youth Gone Wild." Nice. So, and in the midst of that, I had done like a Breaking Benjamin tune. I had done um, uh, Run DMC. So I showed some versatility there. And then once I started kind of messing around in the cover band scene, I started to listen to the different tones and vocal deliveries of other musicians and stuff like that. And just to try to get an idea of how to push that out and just kind of became my own thing. So now when, when wrestlers ask me uh, for music that's a certain style, I usually go to that style and try to bring that delivery in just to let them kind of get caught up in that energy. And like I said, like, like switching between those live and concert, how is that for you? Because, I mean, you're going from something like Thunder Rosa's theme right to a hip-hop song, then back. Like that, I mean... That seems like, to me, that seems like it'd be kind of difficult on, on your vocal cords, anything like that. It, it was at first, long, long time ago, but I've done it for so long, it's, I, I don't even think about it anymore. It just happens. And there's times where I'm, I'm recording different tracks in the studio on the same day. So it's just, you just switch gears. It's just like changing the channel on the TV. It's, it's one thing to the next to the next. So. so you mentioned having to record things sometimes the same day. Uh, I know there have been some races against time in the past because, I mean, these signings come together like that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> in some cases, like, they're available immediately and Tony Khan snatches them up. In some cases, I'm sure you have weeks to prepare. But, like, what's the biggest race against time that you remember? Uh, it would have to be the, the Elite Ghostbusters theme. Oh, yeah. yeah. And we actually had an, an incident Friday night with Rampage uh, – I was actually at the venue, and I was leaving to go and change and grab some food, and everybody started texting me about Eric Redbeard. Oh, no. <laughs> so I just – I had happened to have my gear in the hotel. So I came back to the hotel, and I was like, I don't have my guitar. It's on the truck because we're performing. Yeah. So I put something together that didn't have guitar in it, but it was kind of in the style what I thought Redbeard, Redbeard would like. and. I, I sent it up, and as I sent it up, Tony was like, well, what about this one? I was like, okay. I mean, I, it is what it is. He was like, we'll, we'll use this one down the line. I was like, he's like, I promise. Eric's such a great guy. And, and I was like, as long as it's cleared. So we had to, we did the race against time to kind of find out who it was that, uh, that produced the track. And then we got it cleared and he had it for TV. So that, that's, that's what happens sometimes. It's just almost like a cross-training thing. So uh, sometimes you'll have time, like maybe a day or two or a week or so. And there's just times where the call happens. So, And I specifically brought my gear down and set it up in the hotel just in case. Because you so, never know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You never know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, personally, I've reported like some people that might be coming in, and it's like you look at that and you're like, okay, well, that's probably more work. That's probably more work. Some of these people, though, uh, including some of the rumored, produce their own music. Yeah. So how do you kind of balance that? Because there are a lot of people who do their own music on the AEW roster. Right, and that's it's a case by case basis. It all depends on what their their idea is for their their entrance theme and what Tony has in mind. And we all just kind of have a, a quick conversation. Uh, Tony's a big proponent of, of having me involved in it from the jump. And then we just kind of go from there. And if it looks like it's something that's a little bit more envisioned for bringing some stuff from outside, then we just take the steps necessary to make sure that the track is cleared and everything like that so it doesn't lock up YouTube and we don't have any issues with it being played on TV and stuff like that. You had mentioned the Ghostbusters thing. I had heard that you had to work on that like on the way to the show. <laughs> yeah, so we originally, I had worked with Kenny um, 
the week prior, and we were doing the Squid Games. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had taken what was the Squid Game, you know, the do, do, of course. do. And I changed that. Instead of using that, I used samples of their names and actually worked it into the song. So he was really excited. We were all set to go. My truck was at the mechanic shop, and I was 5.30 in the afternoon. I was picking up my truck from the shop, and uh, Kenny texts me. He's like, how fast can you work? I was like, oh, boy. Uh-oh. <laughs> and, I, and I've heard this before, so um, – I said, what's got, I said, what's going on? And he says, uh, well, they just axed the whole Squid Games thing. We're so depressed. He's like, we got to figure out something. We're going to do Ghostbusters. So, and that immediately, I was like, I got it. I got you. Yeah. And I actually got stuck in traffic on the way home. So I was in traffic until about a quarter to seven, somewhere around there, 6.30, 7 o'clock. Got upstairs and immediately just started making decisions on what I wanted to do. About 20 minutes after 7, as I went to go mix down, my computer froze up. I had updated one of my plugins earlier in the day for whatever yeah. reason, and everything just kind of froze on me. Oh, no. So it's like 7.20 before Dynamite, and I had to reboot. I went back, lost 30 minutes worth of progress. I had to go back and do it again, remix it. I delivered it to the truck at 8.03. That's incredible. Kenny, Kenny had the track at 8.01. The truck had the track at 8.03, and Kenny's like, I, I love you. Like, <laughs> I don't know how you do it, but I love you. And it just, it was, it was really cool. I, I love moments like that. Some people just kind of freak out, but it, it, it allows for me to have this, this kind of hyper-focus, and everything else around me is just blurred out. And it's like, decision, 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 let's finish. The fact that that came together so quick, I mean, I think enhances the moment, because Hangman Page tearing off the, the Marshmallow Man mask is like a great moment. It was such an entertaining moment. And them doing the proton packs and all that stuff. Like, that was so good. The fact that they put that together, that wasn't the original plan. It wasn't the plan like six hours before the show. Yeah, it just yeah. came together. Yeah, it's pretty wild. And, and uh, when you get a chance to kind of just jump in the middle of that and then kind of step back and see how it all plays out, it's pretty amazing. We actually had another, I don't even know if I've shared this, before the Le Dinner Debonair. Yes. That segment with Jericho and MJF, we had gotten clearance from the Frank Sinatra estate for <laughs> to use their track. However, with that track being recorded so long ago, there was no instrumental. So, wow. Yeah. So you had to recreate that. Yeah. So it gets better. <laughs> I promise. So, uh, Production was asking if I could rip the audio from, rip the vocals from it. And I have software that can do that. However, it destroys the integrity of the recording. Of course. Especially something that was recorded back then. So um, I went looking at different karaoke tracks and see what we can pull. We sent them up. Turns out those karaoke companies that had those tracks didn't have the license. So they were just doing it illegally. Yeah. So I kind of uncovered a, uh, a bed of worms or opened up a can <laughs> of worms there. So in the midst of all of this, I just said, I, I know we're going to need this. So I stayed up over the weekend prior and just note for note, just recreated the entire thing. That's unbelievable. And, uh, <laughs> and, and somewhere in the midst of it, when they cut the scene, the wrong track got put in. Oh, no. So... I, and for whatever reason, Jericho didn't hear my version of it 
until maybe an hour before dynamite. And when so, you're when you're matching all that stuff up, it's like yeah, you got to have it note, especially a guy like Jericho who's used to doing this. Yeah. So I get a call and there's a whole bunch of calls happening. I get a call from from legal that says we can't air this segment. What can we do? I was like, I got the track. Tell them to send me the video. I'll make oh sure gosh. it's synced up. I'll send it back to Nashville. Christian McConville was right on call and loaded it up. It was in the truck like maybe 15 minutes before the segment aired. So That is incredible. <laughs> so not the same, but the same. So we had a Patreon goal one time, and the goal was if we got there, myself and my boss would sing Ass Man. <laughs> and there also was no instrumental track to that. So one of our producers, who was a musician, had to go through and recreate it, and he has no idea about anything with wrestling. Right, right. So he's sitting there listening to the original, and he's like, what the hell are you all doing? Like, what is this? Like, what did I get myself yeah. into? And I remember how long that took him. So the fact that you were, like, doing that up against the clock, that's, that's outstanding. And uh, I, I know that you saw these tweets back in the day. Everybody used to be like, why didn't they get Jim Johnston? Why didn't they get CFOs? How does it feel to, like, never hear that anymore because of your body of work? Yeah, I, I still get it from time to time, almost daily, but I've learned to kind of be comfortable in my own space. Um, in the very beginning, like when we debuted at Double or Nothing, we, I had worked so hard to get everything ready to that point. Even the day of Double or Nothing, people may not know this, but I got a call from Matt Jackson the day of Double or Nothing. I had to put together the Dark Orders theme, even though it didn't get used until the next, I think it was uh, maybe Fight for the Fallen or yes. Fighter Fest. I had to make it the day of. So I was kind of ramped up. This was my first big big thing and I was kind of learning things on the fly even though I had been working up to that point and I got crucified I mean I got crucified by the fan base so of course I'm terrified waking up the next day thinking I'm gonna lose my job you sure know what I mean and I had spent 20 plus years in retail I walked away from all of that to join AEW I had spent 10 12 years building up the music to that point and I I thought that maybe I just I walked away from a sure thing and now I'm gonna lose this and then not be able to go back to this thing because it's already the void has already been filled and uh, I just everybody on the team said don't worry about anything you did great we'll just keep building on it so I made it a point to myself every single day try to learn something new try to do this try to do that so it just kind of built to that point and I eventually and I think it was when Sting's theme debuted when things kind of clicked yeah, it kind of clicked and it kind of moved away from that. And again, I still hear it every now and then. But I remember specifically having a conversation with Cody and we were just kind of texting back and forth. And he was like, you know, you're the guy for the job. We chose you. Don't worry about anybody else. There's always going to be somebody that's going to try to put you in a box. There's always going to be somebody that's going to try to pigeonhole you, compare you to somebody else. It happens. And he's like, as things get bigger, it could possibly get worse. He sure. said, but it could possibly get better. He said, just know that we chose you for a reason and we believe in you. And it was just after that, I just, I kind of, I let it go. And, uh, and I came to the realization that I'll never be Jim Johnston. I'll never be CFO. I'll never be Dale Oliver. I'll just be me. And uh, it's very liberating to be able to, to go in and create and not feel like you're standing in somebody's shadow or have somebody kind of standing over you or have a monkey on your back or something like that. So uh, I think it's made a, a huge difference just in, in my own personal workflow. and.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The stress level. I mean, we all have stress, and you know, but something like that is just one less thing that I have to worry about. Have you ever had any conversations with the Jim Johnson, either the guys from CFOs, Jimmy Hart, Dale Oliver? Um, I've reached out to Jim before I got to AEW. Um, I never got a response back. I reached out to CFO before I got to AEW. Never got a response back. Um, and CFO's management actually reached out to me last year and we had a small conversation but it didn't really come up anything um i would i would love to meet dale i'd love to meet jimmy hart <laughs> yeah dale dale's done some really underrated yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. like yeah. the aj styles theme and yeah. tna i thought was a really good one <laughs> yeah but it's it, there's such a small group when you think of wrestling over the last 40 years and you think of all of the talent that have come and gone and and the, the different generations hundreds of thousands of performers over all of that time in the major promotions, indie promotions, and there's only a handful of musicians that have actually had to do this for TV. Yeah. So it's it's a completely different beast in all itself. It can be lonely at times. Um, it can be a little bit isolating, but you know, I made it a point to be interactive and, and be in connection with not only the fans, but the talent. So, you know, it, it feels good to have the, the team rally around you and, and uh, we all rise together. So in some cases, you have people that, that brought their music from elsewhere to AEW. Like MJF, I know that I've seen that. Like, I think it's stock music from yeah, somewhere. Yeah. Like, are you all able to then go in afterwards if you get clearance and add to it and accelerate it and all that? And how does that work? Yeah, so a lot of it has to do with just the licensing side and who has ownership and, and basically asking for permission. Um, if remixes happen... Uh, we have to get permission beforehand if they want to bring their own music. It's you know the buck stops with Tony. Sure. Uh, Tony's the head of all of the creative. So when they bring an idea to him or to me, I always tell him talk to Tony first because we've had situations before. I had multiple wrestlers and I was I was working with all at the same time, and then somebody would jump in and say, "Hey, can we change this?" I was like, "Yeah, we'll change it." And then all of a sudden it plays, and I got a text from Tony, "Hey, can we change that back?" I was like, "Oh." My bad. <laughs> so, so it's, you know, um, it, again, it's a case-by-case -case basis. So it comes down to ownership, uh, who has the publishing, and who controls that. And then we, if there's a remix uh, on the table, then we go ahead and we, we reach out to them and see what we can do. You all had the Who We Are album drop. I know that was a, a big project. I know it's one that you put a lot of work into. A lot of people put a lot of work into it. What did that mean to you? I mean, that, that's a pretty big vote of confidence. Yeah, I, um, for a very long time, when I first joined the company, I wanted to make sure that my goal was to go beyond just wrestling entrance music. So I wanted to, to impact people's, I wanted to impact the storylines, uh, people's personal playlists. Uh, we wanted to impact culture. We want to impact education and just kind of bring this whole thing in. And I have been kind of thinking about this throughout the year in 2021. And um, when the time came, as I, I was kind of planning out 2022, it's probably mid-November, I reached out to some people and I said, this is what I want to do. 
And I said, I, I want this to be authentic storytelling. And I remember watching Ice-T's documentary, Something From Nothing, The, yeah. the Art of Rap. And I'm just blown away by, he would go and visit all the old school hip hop heads and they would just, they would freestyle. No music, no nothing. And it was just telling the story. And I said, we have to incorporate that for our talent. And I said, what better way to do it than Black History Month, it's coming up. Um, you know, this is something that I think it, it's never been done before. And uh, I just wanted to have the opportunity to do that. And kudos to the, the team at AEW for allowing us to, to create and have that vision and then supporting us and, and pushing it out there. Um, so, and it was, it was a fairly quick process. I got the green light in mid-November. I had uh, agreements and W-9 secured by mid-December, and then we were off and running. And it was 35 artists and producers, 15 different studios across the United States. And I was doing this while doing TV and uh, video game music. Yeah. So, but it actually helped that I had other artists that were involved. It allowed me to step back, allowed them to create, be authentic in the storytelling and the directions that they were get, being given. And it all kind of came together. We actually had a cool story, um, the private party theme uh, on there. It's uh, Ready to Go by Stalo, Stalo yeah. Dom. He had his music prepared, and um, the people he was supposed to go record with just dropped off the face of the earth. Oh, man. They couldn't, they couldn't get a hold. He couldn't get a hold of them, nothing. He was like mid-North Carolina somewhere. So Isaiah texted me. He was like, I don't know what we're going to do. We're going to miss the deadline. I said, hang on a second. I called. I put in two calls. And I said, I'm going to see if this works. I put in two calls. Another call came back to me. I had a studio in North Carolina booked for him. We paid the studio time in advance. I got him. I cash apped him gas money to drive to the wow. studio. And he ended up getting it done the very next day, the day of the deadline to have the track done. And it was, it, it was perfect. you know. And to be able to make moves like that on the fly and still let things go and, and nothing fall apart, it was, it's pretty awesome. Was happy to see our Grapsity guys, Will Washington and Righteous Reg, a part of that. Man, that podcast has been incredible for us, for them, for the audience, and then performing as we filmed this last night. It just it made me so happy. Good things happening to good people is is what I like. Are you all looking to do more concerts? Is that something that you want to do? Absolutely. I'm I'm hoping so. We had some talks yesterday, some brief discussions back and forth about Double or Nothing. I definitely want to expand on what we did last night. Um, you know, we had a very quick build up for this one, so hopefully we can get in front of it and make it even more interactive, not just for the fans, but with the talent involved as well. I don't want to go too deep into it because I got to present the plan after today. Sure. Um, but it, if, if it flies, it's going to be pretty wild. It's going to be pretty wild. You'd mentioned doing video game work. I mean, one of the most requested questions I have is find out literally anything about the AEW video game, <laughs> anything. And uh, have you been doing some work on that? I would imagine that you'd yeah, be probably heavily yeah. involved. So I've been working on the video game music since June of last year. Um, it's been a long process. So we're going to have the entire AEW music library within That's the incredible. game. Um, I have a load of original uh, creator wrestler themes within the video game. 
There's other stuff that's tied to storied content within the career mode. I don't want, I can't go sure. too much deeper into that, but there's a lot to work with there. And I just wanted to make sure that people had a great audio experience with it. And it's, and I'm still, even, even though we had a hard deadline of two weeks ago to have everything in, I'm still getting little bits and pieces here of different things that they're adding to the game. Mm -hmm. So they'll hit me, they'll hit me up and they're in Japan. So I get the yes. emails in the middle of the night. So it's like, all right, I'm going upstairs and, you know, work on this. And, but it's, it's really cool. It's something that I've wanted to get into for a long, long time. Uh, the video game industry is really tough to, to find a doorway in. But again, with AEW, they gave me that opportunity with not only the mobile game, but now the, the console game as well. So uh, it's let me awesome tell you, I, I try to get those scoops on the game. And <laughs> there aren't a lot of people that speak English on that team in general. And I'm trying to get the information. And then when I get any, any kind of response, like you said, middle of the night, so that conversation's dead. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's completely yeah. dead. But I know Tony Khan has made a big personal investment in that game. Like he's, he's talked about it because that can, that can transform a lot of things. There Absolutely. might be people who don't even like wrestling that play an AEW game, and they're going to hear your music as well. Like there are, You mentioned Breaking Benjamin earlier. That's how I got into Breaking Benjamin was a video game. Right. So like you, you never know what kind of doors that can open as well. And as we wrap up, i got to talk about that awesome Lucha Brothers entrance. Man, that was incredible. <laughs> it was so good. Um, explain to me how that came about because that, was, that had to be an awesome moment. Sure. So it, it actually came together very last minute. Just to kind of give you an idea of what was happening that week, that was the week that uh, Brian Danielson debuted. <laughs> yeah. Adam Cole debuted. So I was actually working on – um, a vacation. Yeah. That's what you were working on. No Something work like at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was working on Adam Cole's theme mm -hmm. a couple of days before All Out. And I was working on a, a rendition of Flight of the Valkyries also, just in case. Um, I hadn't gotten any word. And then in the midst of this, I get a text from Alex and said, hey, you want to perform with us? And I was like, sure. I mean, and me personally, I'm not a real big proponent of live performances during the show sure I for, for me is I I feel like it's that's time that the talent should have but in certain settings in certain situations it works you know what I mean so and I got asked and I was like absolutely I had no idea what we we're gonna do until I got to the the, the uh, hotel the night before I saw Alex and Alex is like okay this is the ideas that I have he said but I have a different business engagement and I'm not going to be able to be there until like four o'clock in the afternoon. Oh man! So you're going to have to go down and kind of run this whole thing. I was like, well, I've never met the Lucha Brothers before. I don't know which one speaks English. Um, <laughs> so luckily, Jose was there to help. Yes. <laughs> Jose jacked, by the way. Yes. That guy popped up on AEW with the shirt off, and everybody went, "What? Wait, 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 what's what? happening here?" Yeah. <laughs> My God, that guy. But uh, Sonny and Ashley Dmy were the the two dancers at the back with the masks on. Uh, they actually choreographed their own dance routine. They pulled some of the extras in to do the the thing, and and I. Uh, I don't want to, I don't know, I don't remember who they were, but I know that I thought Sonny was going to break somebody's head open oh, for not my. doing this right. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, it all came together literally hours before the show. I love it. And, I, um, it. It looked so good. It looked like you all had rehearsed that a million times. Yeah. Dude, by like 3 o'clock in the afternoon, we were still figuring out what was going to happen. We were supposed to go up and rehearse, and we're still kind of like, um, where's this, where's that, and and then, you know, Alex comes up and gives me a robe. He's like, I got to go. 
So I put the robe on, and Sandra Gray, the, our, our seamstress, seamstress yeah, yeah. she was like, I know you ain't going out there all wrinkled. Give me that thing. <laughs> so I was like, all right, man. So I gave her to her, and she was like, you come back and see me in a little bit, and it's going to be right for you. You ain't going out there wrinkled. I was like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> Amazing. And, uh, yeah, we, we rehearsed it, and when we did the rehearsal, uh, I just pretended like the entire place was full. So we had the talent around and, and other people were rehearsing and getting set. And when we did it, the first time I heard a bunch of, oh shit, oh shit. Like it was just kind of back and forth. They said, let's run it again. So we ran it again. That's when Jericho came up and he gave me a hug. He's like, dude, you're on fire. He's like, I was like, all right, we're going to be all right. So and we just kind of let it fly from there. So um, I enjoyed it. I'm really glad that the fans enjoyed it. I'm, gl I'm glad that the talent enjoyed it. And that's what it's all about. Just taking the audio footprint and expanding it and, and just creating uh, connections within the gaps of the storylines. I love it. It was, it was such a memorable moment. We're going to wrap up because I want to save some stuff for next time. Yeah, we're we're sure. doing this again, man. <laughs> Let the people know where they can find you, where they can follow you, where they can support you about the album, all that good stuff. Yeah, so uh, Who We Are, um, a celebration of excellence. You can find it on shopaw.com right now. We did CDs as a commemorative uh, collector's item. All of the proceeds benefit the Bootsy Collins Foundation. Uh, you will see streaming probably in April. Um, and I'm just part of AEW Music, so you can go to AEW Music. You find me on all the socials. Feel free to reach out. I'm always available. I try to be available. If I don't respond right away, you know, I'll, I'll always make it a point to get back to you. So, Bootsy is royalty where I'm from. Like I'm from like an hour outside of Cincy. He's, he's a royalty there. He's as close to a royal family as we get. I'm, I'm, try, I'm, trying to get, I'm trying to get a performance in with him where we can oh, all come incredible. together as a follow-up to the album and uh, see what we can do about doing a live jam. I think it'd be great. That would be great. Guys, support Mikey Ruckus. Check out all that great stuff. Until next time, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.